On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I discuss as the NBA now has Rivals Week, we talk about the Sixers' biggest rivals in the NBA. Is it just the Atlantic Division? We'll dive into that next right here at Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Givens of 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner, as always, from TheInquirer.com, Sixers beat writer Keith Pompey. What's up, Keith? What's good, D? How you doing? Friday. That's what's good. I, I was about to say, happy Friday to you, bro. Yes, indeed. Yeah, man. So uh, that's, that's how things are going for me. Looking forward to the start of the weekend. Still have a lot of work to do, but we'll get there. Uh, thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 76 is your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76 is, is free and available on all platforms, including right here at YouTube, Locked On 76 is Keith, we got to talk about rivals, man. Uh, why the 76 is rivals are not in just the Atlantic Division. Also, we'll get into uh, a ranking that had uh, from a national publication, Joel Embiid, number six, outside of, outside of the top five. Is that accurate or is that something that needs to be corrected? We'll get into all of that a little bit later. But first, we do need to talk about Rivals. The NBA has now this new feature with Rivalry Week, uh, Rivals Week in the NBA. The Sixers will have two such games uh, at, during that what final week of January. The first one being against the Brooklyn Nets. Is that a rival? Okay. It's the Atlantic Division. We got all that. And then the second one will be uh, against the Denver Nuggets in the, a game against Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets because he's the back-to-back MVP winner, where Joel Embiid is the back-to-back runner-up to Nikola Jokic. So are the Brooklyn Nets, yes, an Atlantic Division rival, but based on the new construction of both of these two teams – with Harden on the Sixers, Simmons on the Nets. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving were already there, but we haven't even seen the best version of the Brooklyn Nets as of yet. So do you consider them technically a rival when we look at them right now? And if not, who is their biggest rival? Nah, I, didn't, I mean, I don't look at them that way. See, here's the thing, if you notice, and this is the reason why I'm saying or not. Basically, what the league is doing is they're basically looking at matchups. They're looking at Ben Simmons saying, hey, I left Philadelphia. People in Philly are upset. So they're looking at that as a rival, right? And then they're looking at Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid, the league's two best centers. Look, dude, nowadays, it might you might have a game where neither one of those dudes play, right? I mean, how many times have they honestly faced each other? And then you might have something where Ben Simmons doesn't play. So the traditional rival we all know in Philadelphia is the Boston Celtics. Yeah. But right about now, if it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to give you an example. I went to Pitt. So Pitt, our traditional rival was Penn State. But the school that was like got on our nerves the most, and then we like, shoot, get away, get away, get away, was West Virginia. They called it the backyard brawl, right? So in this, to the, the, the make a kind of comparison, Pitt and Penn State is like uh, 
the Boston Celtics, and the Sixers. But the backyard brawl is the Toronto Raptors. I mean, you look at Toronto and you go back to when Kawhi hit the, the it seemed like 15 bounce shot, right? To beat the Sixers. Great chance to go to the championship and win it. Kawhi put a halt to that. And then you go back to this series, this past one, when the Sixers won. But next thing you know, the crowd was chanting FMB, right? Next thing you know, MB does the airplane. His buddy goes in and elbows him. He fractures his orbital bone, you know, and then all of a sudden you see summer workouts. Scotty Barnes is guarding um, um, James Harden as this is game seven. To me, that's a rivalry. That's that's a hated rivalry. It doesn't matter who's going to play in this game when they play on the 26th and the 28th. They're going to go at it. The crowd is going to, like, they, I mean, people are, they could probably sell their tickets for double the price because they all want to go in there and boo the Sixers and boo Joel Embiid. And the Sixers want to go in there and make everyone quiet. So to me, that's more of a rivalry than the Denver Nuggets, than the uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Well, Boston, of course, is the one that you said that I still agree that reigns true. Uh, from a historical perspective and even right now during this five now going into the six-year run of playoffs they knocked the uh, sixes out in that first first time around with the playoffs in the second round and they're still there as of right now as a really good team and they went to the nba finals last year so that's still a rival and that one rings true of course we'll talk about the new york knicks but they haven't been very good that's just a historical thing for me i think uh, the Toronto one is pretty is really good because of everything you just said, especially where the whole now the entire country of Toronto can't stand Joel Embiid. <laughs> yeah, and the uh, yeah, Canada. Sorry, no, it's all good. <laughs> I, uh, I I look at the Milwaukee Bucks, and while they haven't faced off in the Eastern Conference Finals yet in the postseason, I look at the Milwaukee Bucks because that's where we have watched many Sixer fans wish that the 76ers were. Uh, Giannis is uh, looked at arguably as the best player in the NBA by many. And we'll get to the ranking that we were just talking about uh, in, in the next segment. But that was one of the that's one of the teams that I think we look at where it's hated more because of him, not because of Chris Middleton or Drew Holiday or Bobby Portis, Brooke Lopez, Pat Connaughton, any of those names. It's mainly because of how good Giannis is, the respect that Sixer fans have for him and how they look at him and, and wish that at one, Simmons would be the next Giannis. Remember they used to say that? Ben Simmons, could he be the next Giannis? Why is, why is he taking that step and leaping over Ben Simmons? Well, we know that that has already been done. And then it's, well, Joel Embiid is, is uh, right there with Giannis as far as arguments for the best players in the NBA. And truth be told, Giannis is the better player in the NBA overall, where Embiid is in the conversation. And it, it's it's... For me, it's the argument of be, where they want to be in the Eastern Conference, and it, it is the Milwaukee Bucks. You can't get past them. Yes, you may finish before them in the standings like they did during the, the, uh, the shortened season a few years ago with the 72-game schedule, but they, they can't seem to meet them in the playoffs then defeat them and get to where they want because had the Sixers defeated the Toronto Raptors, as you talked about, in 2019, Keith, Guess what? They would have faced the Milwaukee Bucks in the, in the uh, conference finals for an opportunity 
to go ahead and make it to the NBA finals. And that did not happen. So I, you know, I, I just, I, I know I went a little bit off, off, off the cuff as far as a real rival goes, but I think the Milwaukee Bucks are, are one of those squads, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would agree. And I, you know what, here's the one thing about the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, we have to give, you have to give their front office a lot of credit because like, you know, Chris Middleton and, and, and Giannis weren't exactly like scorching the nets when they first came in the league or when before they got drafted. And then you look at Drew Holiday. I mean, you know, he was a, a, a nice pick for the, for the 76ers. I mean, he was an all-star. But when you look at it, he probably was drafted the highest. I think he was drafted higher than those other two guys. I'm just saying in their respective drafts. You um, know what I mean? Giannis was 15. Drew was 18, 19. 18 oh, 19. Drew was 19? I thought he was higher than that. But when you look at it, the whole Giannis thing, like Drew was young. Giannis was just raw. You know what I mean? And you look at Chris Middleton. So, you know what I mean? It's just... I mean, we we're, everybody's talking about star hunting, and I know I'm getting a little bit off topic, but everybody's talking about star hunting, and they develop stars. <laughs> you know what I mean? They have, yeah, they have, and they and they have the championship to go with it, which is where Sixer fans want their basketball team to be. On the other side, we need to talk about this ranking, Keith. National publication has Joel Embiid number six. Why? That might be a little off. We'll talk about it next, right here, locked on seventy six. Before we talk about that, I want to talk about Bet Online, right? Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to check in all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to BetOnline today and use the mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. Do it today, people. Definitely do it today. Do it today, folks. You heard the man. Get in there. Jump in and uh, get that knocked out. We thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, the nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, a national publication as we talk about rivals, uh, had Joel Embiid, NBCSports.com, not NBC Sports Philadelphia, NBCSports.com, had Joel Embiid, the 76ers superstar player, number sixth, on the all t- on the uh, list for the upcoming 22-23 season, and while I feel that most of those players in the top ten in general belong there, I just didn't think that he was a. Um, I, I thought he was a top five player and not number six. And just to be clear, real fast, of what the top five is, uh, it is Giannis number one, Kevin Durant number two, Jokic back to back MVPs. He's number three. LeBron James is number four. Stephen Curry was number five, and Joel Embiid was number six. So, by the way, Luka Doncic is number seven. It does show how strong the league is to be top-heavy with those top seven players, because then I think it goes to Jason Tatum, DeMar DeRozan, Jimmy Butler. I, I don't – is DeMar DeRozan in there? I don't know. But Jason Tatum, 
Jimmy Butler, no, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, and Devin Booker yeah. round, out, round out the top 10. And I, I, I do believe that Jason Tatum is a top 10 player based off of last season. And Devin Booker earned that as a first-team All-NBA player as well with the team being a 64-win squad. Um, Jimmy Butler, always liked him. Is he top 10? I didn't really go into it to see if he was ahead or behind anybody else, but I'm okay with where they generally have everybody. But I thought if we were basing things off of last season, um, you know, I'm a big Kevin Durant guy, but if we're talking about missing time, he missed time. And if that's something that knocks you off of all NBA lists, uh, MVP awards, things of that nature, because of time missed, I thought that they may go into the same thing when you're looking at rankings. If we were just talking about everybody's healthy, then maybe we have a conversation. But for him to be number two, I, I, I agree with that, that that's the back and forth with Giannis for the mantle of who's the best. And um, I just thought that LeBron James, though, as talented as he is and as what he's able to do at the age of 37, I thought MB was a top five player ahead of LeBron James just because of what has happened uh, with MB taking that next step. Obviously, LeBron taking a you know little step back, but it still goes to show how good he is. It's not a bad thing if LeBron James is number six or even number seven because of how good Luka Doncic is. Yeah, I agree 100 percent, because, you know, basically when you look at this thing, because you know, as you said, there were certain guys who made first team and second team all NBA and, and you know, on a couple of I mean, you know, half of the guys are on here, but they're not like projected by what they did this past season. To me, this looks like a list projecting guys or what they expect them to do this upcoming season. And 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 if, if you're going to do that. You know, I, I can't see LeBron being number five. And and, and here's the thing. And it is not a knock against LeBron. He's going to go down as one of the all-time greats, right? And I know there are some people saying he is the greatest. What are you talking about? But, you know, he might be the greatest in this era. You know what I mean? Right now. But, you know, Mike and all that. But when we're talking about a guy, and I know he scored a lot of points last year, and he probably would have won the scoring title if he kept playing. But I always felt like that was had a lot to do with the Lakers just being trash. And whereas he was just going for self as opposed to being his normal facilitator and do all those other things. Right. That was the highlight of their season. And, you know, we can argue people are going to argue about Joel Embiid, about always being injured, about Joel Embiid. Like, is he giving elbows? He do this like Joe. It's like a love hate with Joel. Right. But the thing is that I think that a lot of people have to agree that he is one of the best players in the league. I mean, this guy is, is dominant. Um, you know, here you are. You have Nikola, you know, two-time MVP. Of, of course, Giannis is the best player, even though, like, Giannis, you can make an argument that Giannis can win MVP every season. Each, every season he can win it. But, you know, for Joel Embiid, you know, being in his prime right now, coming off of back-to-back MVP caliber seasons and now having help and having uh, toughness around him, you expect him to take a step forward, right? But LeBron, I just felt like it was one of those obligatory things whereas LeBron is going to go down as one of the greatest players ever, so we have to keep him on this list. And, you know, nothing against Jimmy Butler, 
but they didn't have John ja Morant on there, you know, who I felt like is one of the greatest players, you know what I mean, right now, a young up-and-coming guard. So, I, I you know, it was certain – I the list was good, but I don't think that um, LeBron is better than, than, than Joel, and I don't think that Jimmy Butler is a top-10 guy in the league. I, I agree with you for uh, everything you just said. Man, I do. I thought Embiid was a top five. And look, we're we're just picking at something here. Top ten in the NBA is nothing to you know just sniff about and be like, oh, you know, listen, that's an accomplishment. Number one, to have your name continue to be in those uh, lists there, and we're talking about five and six, one spot, maybe two spots, whatever it might be. Uh, but the guy is just you know tremendous player. LeBron to be able to do what he's been able to do at this age, and and still continue to play where he is that's going to be um going to be the guy the guy six or seven not not a bad thing at all and look for the for joel i mean number six okay uh with that he doesn't need to worry about those types of things i don't think he worried about something like that but more the mvp uh and defensive player of the year but is now it's time for him to just go ahead and play basketball and not worry about those rewards and those accolades that come with it. Those things would just happen at this point. So just go out there and hoop and have your name there. All right, final segment on the other side. We'll tap into that next. Keith Pompey, Devon Givens right here, Locked On 76ers. Welcome back, Locked On 76ers. As mentioned, that's Keith. I'm Devon. Uh, we are with you here. One final segment on this Friday. Hope everybody is uh, – uh, having a, a good Friday and enjoy your weekend as we talk a little hoops on the way out, of course. Um, Keith, throw the final one out there. What are we talking about here uh, with this final one? You know, I mean, I, I think with this one, it, it, it's decision time. Like, it, what is it, about a month? Is uh, The Sixers, is, is right now is August the 19th. The Sixers report the training camp at August the 26th, right, that night in Charleston. Should they make a move now? Like, should they or should they just keep this roster intact and then basically see what they need? And if they need to make a move during the season, make a move at that particular time. If, if the name isn't Kevin Durant coming back, Keith, I think you just stay as is. Uh, I like the team where they are. We've talked about it already extensively on this podcast where we believe that they are a top three team in the Eastern Conference and with the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics in front of them. I, I look at them right now that I like where they are. I like the overall depth of the team. And if you do something with Kevin Durant, of course, you're going to knock into your depth and you're going to take some of that down because you're probably going to have to send three, four players. If for one, if unless you get a second body back from Brooklyn, but I would say no. I would say keep this team as is. Get ready to uh, roll the basketballs out and and let's go because that's that's where they are. That's how good of a team they are. That's how I think the roster has been built. Where this is one of the better ones that we've seen since that Jimmy Butler JD Redick squad, and also the one that lost to the Atlanta Hawks uh, with the uh, you know the infamous now Game Seven. So I I look at it right now, Keith, and I say leave it as is. You know, I, I you know today, what today today I, I keep going back and forth and but but then I say to myself, you know, right now, like let's see what these guys can do. Here's my concern with with this right now. Like I, I feel like if I feel like they'll probably have to make a move, you know, just tinker things a little bit, right? 
Now, my, my thing is, there's two guys that I that that come to mind. One is Furkan Korkmaz. The other one is Shake Milton. You know, he, Furkan is a guy a couple years ago, we remember he had 36 points, I believe, then came back with 31. Whatever the number was, he had back-to-back 30-point games coming off the bench. And then we know with um, Shake Milton did against Doc Rivers and then when they were with the Clippers. Well, last year, they were two guys – you know, at the end of the season, regular season, who was basically relegated to the bench. Shake came out and he played well in the in the in the game. It was a game five, game six of the um, of the playoffs, right? Um, now here's against the Miami Heat. Now here's my thing: if if you if you if Tobias Harris plays well and you want to keep him, if if uh, Matisse Thibel plays well and you want to keep him. And if Furkan and Shake don't get off the bench, then who are you going to trade? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, who are you going to trade to, like, basically upgrade this roster? But at the same time, I'm looking at Tobias. I'm looking at Matisse. I'm looking at all these other guys. And like you said, if it's not for KD, you know, I feel as if that you shouldn't trade him. Me personally, like – I don't know if I want to trade Matisse anyway. I know like there's certain people who disagree, but I don't know. So I would have to say that keep it the way it is. But the only thing is you just have to be aware that if you do do that, there's a chance that Furkan, if he doesn't play and shake, if he doesn't get a lot of burn, that their trade value is going to be next to nothing. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a good point. Uh, what is their trade value and yeah. at, at this time? Yeah, because could Furkan Korkmaz be moved before the season starts? He may come to the camp. They may not like what they see. Maybe an injury happens with another team. They're looking for a wing. His money is not too long over the next two years, $10 million, five annually each year. Maybe somebody might decide, you know what, let's give Furkan Korkmaz a, tr- a shot uh, before the season gets underway and you move that. Who knows what type of body comes back there for the 76ers maybe a, a draft pick i don't know but yeah I, me unless it's kevin durant or a minor move like that where you feel like furcon Korkmaz is not going to get playing time and you find another wing or another big body to come in here and play for the 76ers then something like that but if not that then i like where they are right now stay as is okay my man that's where mm-hmm. i am that's where I am, man. Well, look, I appreciate it, man. As always, great to catch up um, with you on uh, on Locked On 76ers. Like, we had a great week, and uh, we look forward to next week as well. Thank you all for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen. Locked On NBA, we're Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the league every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, uh, you mind letting the folks know where they can find us? You can get locked on 76ers also wherever you get your podcast. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Locked On 76ers YouTube. And once you get there in there, just click on the Liberty Bell and you become a subscriber. You have to listen to my man D tonight from 6 to 10 on the Divine Giving Show. Um, and you can also follow him. Oh, it's on 97.5. Make sure it's 6 to 10 on 97.5 on the divine giving show and you can also follow him on twitter at divine g 975 you can follow me at pompey on sixers on twitter 
And you can also, if you want some Sixers coverage, you can go to inquire.com. Absolutely. Well, Keith, thanks, man. Appreciate it. As always, have a great weekend. And uh, we'll catch up next week. Thanks, man. All right, bro. Peace. All right. Thank you, everybody.